All right, special edition of the best 12 darn minutes in mortgage and real estate podcast in the United States. I'm David Hall with Patrick Ali. How's it going? Doing well yourself? I'm doing really good. Chris Foster's here as well. Mr. Foster, how are you? Welcome. He's on his... Welcome. <laughs> That's what happens when Foster's sending messages while he's trying to do the show. He just goes, welcome. In fact, I have a funny story. Um, maybe I'll tell it later. But anyway, my, my wife, she, um, she, she makes fun of me because what I do is sometimes because I'm thinking of other things mm-hmm. and then people are interacting with me and we're out. And I like say the wrong thing in conjunction right. to what they're saying to me. So right. like somebody will come up to me and be like, you know, hey, have a great day. You know, maybe we're going through somewhere or whatever. And I'm like, good. That's right. She goes, <laughs> you said good when the guy said have a great day. I'm like, non-response. I thought he asked me like how I was doing, you know, because I'm not really listening. And so I got to. I got to. Multitasking right yeah, there. Yeah, I right. got to get better. Anyway, um, this week we're just talking mortgages, you yep. know, and I thought that. Um, it'd be good to, you know, every week we talk a little real estate and what's going on and trends and, and everything else. But, you know, this week uh, we got a couple of mortgage-centric topics that we think that the audience would like. So uh, where do you guys want to start? I mean, I'm going to leave it up to you guys a little bit here. Let's 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 start off with uh, the whole retail versus whole, wholesale. Yeah. I think that's a good topic for uh, our listeners to understand more. I get that question quite a bit from my clients when, you know, we explain that, you know, we're a broker and we go through the wholesale channel versus the retail. I mean, bottom line, clients are just looking for the best deal. Yep. So and service and service. Absolutely. Um, But with all of that being said, you know, typically what we see out in the marketplace right now is that you typically can get better rates, better costs with the with the wholesale channel. Pat, what do you have on that? Well, no, it's not even so much of, you know, just better rates and better costs. I think even the the process overall. So you go, you know, to a retail lender, they're going to obviously they do the same thing we do. They pull your credit, they price out a loan, but they're pulling your credit. And then if you were to say go to another retail lender, they're going to pull your credit again. Now we know that in the industry you have 45 days to shop around, you know, that that's out there. Uh, However, we just have the ability to do everything from one place. You know what I mean? We look at, we pull your credit one time. We uh, look at your, assess your documents or your income, whatever it may be one time. And we can actually shop a couple different lenders for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about, you know, giving your info to this guy and then giving your info to the next guy. It's just, it's all in one place. It makes it a lot easier process. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I think that when you're dealing with somebody who, and, and you know, a lot of us have done both, you know, mm-hmm. so we know what it's like. Um, when you're dealing with somebody who is uh, in the channel that we're in, where all we do is the mortgage and that's our focus and our right. attention versus, you know, a bank or some other institutions, credit unions, where they have a diversity of focuses. This is going to sound funny to a lot of the listening audience, but you guys know this is true, but I don't know a lot of people know this. They don't, a lot of them don't care that much about doing mortgages. Right. They, that's not their focus. They do them. And it's a component of what happens at that institution. Mm. But to some degree, I mean, Jamie Dimon, a year or two ago, the CEO of Chase Bank, had made a quote that we don't really want to be in the mortgage business. You know, right. He said that. And I just thought that was very telling from the standpoint of where do you want to go to transact on whatever it is? Well, I want to go to somebody who 
wants to be doing that. You know, right. whether I'm buying a car or buying furniture or buying something different, I want to go somewhere where that's what they do. That's their focus. That's what they they're known for. They're going to tell me, hey, you got a scenario that takes 15 days or you got a scenario that takes 40 days or maybe you have a scenario that takes 90 days. Right. Whatever it is, they know that they tell me that they create an expectation for me where then they deliver on that expectation. Then I feel good about everything that's happened versus somewhere that I go where they do a few different things and they may or may not care that much about my transaction. And, and those things both happen at the bank and at bigger lenders where you're more of a number. Right. Well, and, and so there's a lot that goes into that that I think that people have to consider as like, you know, who do I want to be? Now, some people, and I'll be done and I, I want you guys to comment, mm -hmm. but some people feel safe that they're a number because that means they do a lot of them and I feel good about that. And that's okay. And, you know, I mean, I think that it's all about how you feel, but, you know, being a number doesn't feel great to me and going to a place where they don't really care about my mortgage, that doesn't feel great to me either. And that's why we're biased to what we do. Right. And it's a perfect example of when we see it nine times out of 10, if you get somebody that says, hey, I've already been pre-approved with ABC lender. Yeah. And they're a they're retail lender or they're a big bank or credit union. When they send over bank statements to verify, who do you think that their bank statements are with? With the same company. So right. it's a retention. Yeah. We'll do your mortgage because obviously we're going to hold your you know, shares or we're going to hold your, your bank account, checking savings. Whereas, you know, you might not be getting the I'm not saying in, in every case, but yeah. you might just not be getting the best deal because of it. Yeah. And, and what we all know, too, Foz, is that, you know, the best deal typically is very, very close. So I mm -hmm. think it's all about the service personally, because the thing that drives me the most nuts that I wanted you to comment on is how many times in my career I've been talking to a guy, gave him a quote. Well, I want to compare it against another guy. I follow up with the guy the next day or two days later. Yeah, well, that guy hasn't gotten back to me yet, so I'm still waiting on him for the quote. Well, doesn't that automatically disqualify him at this, right. at this point? But it doesn't for a lot of They'll just wait. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. And I feel bad for just the the regular consumer out there because you know we do this day in day out we understand the business we understand how to compare you know a loan estimate which is something that you get you know up front from lenders to compare who's giving you the better deal and there's just so many different ways to uh, look at those right like you know well this guy's giving me four and a half you guys are giving me 4.625 well I understand Mr. Client right? Unfortunately, their costs are $4,000 higher. So yeah. it's all about education. Yeah. You know, if we can continue to educate, and I think, you know, me and Pat talk to 10, 15 clients per day, trying to help them get pre-approved. And a lot of these clients are asking about rates right away. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know Pat does a great job continuing to explain what we need to do to get you pre-approved first. Um, and that's just, I, again, consumers are just very, very uneducated because you do a mortgage every five to seven years. Yeah, How right. often things change. Right. So true. And not only that, if you're shopping for a mortgage, you've really been socialized to say, what's the rate? You know what right. I mean? Because you, you don't know what else to ask. There's nobody that's teaching people, okay, here's how you go shop for a mortgage, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, it's the same thing with cars and furniture and insurance and everything else. Is people really don't know what to ask. So they just ask what they've heard to ask or they think that they're supposed to ask. But in your guys' experience, and this is where I wanted to get into a couple questions, do you guys feel like that more people understand the differences in service or they're not understanding? Because I think some people do. I think some people like being able to call somebody on the weekends or in the evening and talk to them. And so if that means that 
this guy was 200 bucks more than that guy. That's not how they're making their decision. They're making their decision based on they want to have a quality of experience. They also want to get the best deal. But if it's that close, you know, $100 or something, most people aren't deciding over that. What do you, you guys think most people, like, get the service thing, or is it still kind of an unknown? I, I, I really – I think people understand the service part once it's completed, right? So, uh, you know – the attention to detail, the being able to contact at nine at night, you know, that's one thing me and Pat, again, we talk to our clients at 7 a.m., 9 p.m. Um, unfortunately, it's not these loan officers' faults at like Chase or at, you know, another retail lender, not to pick on Chase in any way, but it's not their fault that they can't contact their clients during that time. There's a lot of just internal rules in banks that say, while you're in the office, you can talk to your clients. If you're not, you can't talk to your clients. So um, I think the service part really comes towards the end and for people that have really went from a wholesale side to a retail side. I just, I just like the fact that my client, you know, and, and I guess I hate to say it and I hate to be, um, you know, toot my own horn here, but I've never had a client that said like, hey, I'm not getting good service from you. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why is it's exactly that. They can call me at any time. They can, um, you know, if they're sending me documents, even if it's something simple, I got a, I got actually a client last night, sent me at like probably 1130. Foster and I are both in email. I sent them an email back. Hey, I'm going to either work on this tonight or first thing when I get in the office tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. And to that, that's when people understand, you know, during the process. Other than that, I think a lot of times, you know, the service really comes with, hey, my process was great and, and kind of reflecting back on what has happened the last 20 days or 30 days in the yeah. mortgage. Yeah. So what are the biggest trends you guys are seeing in, in terms of like things that the listeners, you know, we got a minute or two might want to know, because to me, and I'll steal one, you guys can jump on this one or give another one, is that more and more loans that are like high credit score, quality loans, no appraisal requirement. And I think that what's interesting about that is I think over the years to come, that's where the industry's headed is there's going to be less reliance on appraisal just because there's so much more data that Fannie and Freddie have that they can apply to these scenarios so that we, when we run a, a loan through our system, it says, you know, you're, you're, you, no appraisal is required, which cuts down on time and cuts down on cost. And I think it's a big mm -hmm. thing that a lot of consumers may not know about. And it's just been a trend that we've been seeing now for years and it continues on. I don't know if you guys have something else you're seeing. It could be industry-wide or it could just be something you're seeing with your clients. Curious what kind of insight we can share. Well, just going back again to, um, you know, how to make sure you're getting the best deal. Again, service aside, um, when looking at these loan estimates, one thing we've been continuing to tell our clients is there's two sides of a loan estimate. There's something called a lender costs and there's something called other costs. Mm -hmm. Lender costs is on the left side, other costs are on the right side. Other costs, it doesn't matter where you go, those costs will be the same at the end of each transaction, no matter who you go with. It might show different up front, but when comparing, you really wanna compare, um, and again, I'm getting very technical here, but I think it's important, A, B, and C, sections A, B, and C. That's really what you wanna compare to see what you're getting from one lender to the next. And mine pertains more to the mortgage itself, and, and this is just over the time that I've been here at Hall Financial even, um, is I'm seeing a lot more really well-qualified borrowers still taking a 30-year mortgage. Mm -hmm. Even though they can afford 15-year, 20-year, whatever it may be, they're still taking a 30-year mortgage. And is that due to, you know, is cost of living up? 
or they more of our clients are only getting qualified with one person as opposed to both and they just plan to you know structure their payments each month with putting down more but that's that's what i've seen quite a bit well i think the 30 year is an interesting scenario just because if you pay if, if you if you get a 30 year instead of a 15 or mm-hmm. a 20 and and people may or may not know you get a little discount in the rate if you go with a 15 or 20 right. over a 30 but you just get the flexibility of the right. lowest monthly payment and then you can pay more and you're cutting into your principal so it's just the safe bet yeah you know what i mean it really is the safe bet it'll be interesting to see if arms start to come back in and man i had a guy call me the other day he's been on an arm he's been on an arm since like oh three and it finally is just adjusting up. You know, I mean, these guys that were on these arms in 08, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, they were adjusting down every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the craziest stories out there uh, that I see on, you know, major media publications is, you know, how arms are bad. I mean, arms have helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a misnomer there. But right now, there's no reason to be on an arm if you're starting to adjust up, right. which you will, and th- and that's finally starting to hit. And for people that are doing their 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 homework, Pat, one of the things I've seen since sixteen, there was a you know one percent difference between thirty year and fifteen right. year. Now that's that gap has come it's a lot closing. closer. Is the value there anymore? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. To be continued. And uh, just like every week on the show, we'll see next week, right? Yeah. Take care, guys. You're done, Foz? I'm done. Back to his back to his phone. Head, headphones he, off. he started on the phone. He's ending on the phone. <laughs> Patrick, always good to spend always some fun. time with you. Yep. Uh, you know, we're kind of the staples of the show. Yeah. Foster makes a guest appearance when he has Every time. Every once in a while, yeah. yeah. And this week, it was the best darn 14 minutes in real estate and podcast we uh, that we had. But uh, it was a great show, and I'll see you next week. Cool. See All you All right, guys. everybody out there, you know what to do.